0: Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our flannel board stories uh, series. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the fall of Jericho. We're going to be in Joshua 6, um, and and this is really kind of one of those funny stories that, they're not funny stories, but one that I really remember growing up. Um, there's there was a, a time where um, when I was younger, we had, uh, in the church I grew up in, we would have different age groups, of course, for different ages, and, and, and I remember one Sunday morning they did this story, and uh, they had all the kids there, and we were all excited, and they had brought in these, the they, they were they were cardboard boxes that looked like bricks and I don't know if you remember those from that time but uh, so they built up this wall with all these these kind of cardboard looking bricks and they built them up and of course we got up and we were all excited and they're okay okay we're gonna we're gonna shout down the walls of Jericho and so of course all these you know five six you know four year olds that were all excited started screaming as loud as they possibly could and and of course uh, someone was back behind and kicked the box and they all fell down we all cheered but this this is one of those great stories that a lot of people know. Um, but again, we're looking at these stories because I believe there's some 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 things that we miss, some things that we can really look at and that we can have God really illuminate uh, to us to have some brand new fresh revelation uh, through these, these great stories. So we're going to, like I said, be in jo- Joshua chapter 6. But before we do, let's pray. So Father, we love you. I need you right now. God, I need your help to share the words that you've placed on my heart. Father, I pray that you would just help me to communicate clearly, help me to communicate in a way that is just just anointed by you, and that, Father, that those that are hearing this, God, I pray that you'd open their ears, so that you, they could hear what you desire for them to hear and take away from this. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So like I said, we're going to be in Joshua chapter 6. Uh, we're going to jump around just a little bit. We're not going to go through the entire story as far as reading it through, but we're going to talk about some of the main points. But again, we're going to look at the story of the fall of Jericho. So in Joshua 6, starting with verse number 1 through 5, it says this. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites no one was allowed to go out or in but the lord said to joshua i have given you jericho its king and it's all its strong warriors okay let's continue on with verse three it says you and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And now verse number five. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Now listen, I have never been in the military. I I like history and I enjoy studying history, but I'm going to say this is probably one of the worst battle plans that I could imagine. Jericho was a well-defended city. It had strong outward defenses and strong walls. And so God basically says, listen, you're going to come in and this was kind of the the first stop in their conquest of Canaan. This is one of the most difficult things that they're going to have to face. And so God goes to Joshua and says, listen, I've given you the city. It's, it's yours, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to march around the city. March around the city, which, which just seems crazy to me, but that's what God asked him to do. He says, you march around the city and you're going to shout and the walls are going to collapse, they're going to fall down. And so this is what Joshua has heard from God. This is God's great battle plan for destroying this city is to march around the city. So let's go ahead and continue on now. Let's look at Joshua 6, starting with verse number 8. It says, After Joshua spoke to the people, Okay, so Joshua shares with the people the battle plan, okay? He says, this is, this is what we're going to do. It says, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. So some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark, with the priests continually blowing the horns do not shout, don't even talk, Joshua commanded, not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone would turn to spend the night in the camp, which I just think is great, okay? Because in this story, what we have here is, is, is so they, they do their march, and then they just, they just go home, They walk around, they're they're blowing some horns, but no one's allowed to speak, and then they just go home. So now we're going to jump down to verse 14. It says, on the second day, they marched around the town once and returned to camp. They followed this pattern for six days. Okay, so basically, once again, we see they're they're obeying God's command. They're, They're following God's battle plan. So they go, and for six days, they march around the city, and then they go home. They go home. Okay? So now let's continue on. Let's go on with chapter 6, starting with verse number 15. So now we're at the seventh day. Okay, We've made it a week of marching, and now we're at the seventh day. It says, On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout for the Lord has given you the town. When the people heard, we're going to jump down to verse 20. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. What a great story. What what a neat story and, and, and a story that a lot of people know. And so we're going to Kind of dive into this story a little bit more as we jump into the second point of our of our of our message this morning. And this is what I want to talk about. This is what I feel like the Lord's kind of laid on my heart is what can we learn from the things that marked the Israelites' victory over Jericho? What can we learn from these things? What can we see that can help us? Because look, I don't know about you, but but you need to understand something about the walls of Jericho. This this was a a major obstacle from them going in and conquering the land that God has given them. This is not a small issue. This is this is something um, really major as they're getting ready to face this. And and in a lot of ways God of course gives them victory over these things. And as I look at our world today and some of the things we're facing, a lot of times we're facing something kind of similar. We're facing something that seems very difficult something that is that is bigger than us and I think we can learn from the victory that God gave them so that we can have victory again today I think that we can see this and it can help us today know that hey no matter what how thick the walls are no matter how big the enemy is no matter what we're facing that we can have the victory because God is with us and because I believe this as you look at the story I love that even before God gives Joshua the battle plan. He says, listen, I've already given you Jericho. I've already done this. It's done. You know, it's, it's something that we need to, to remember. We don't fight, as Christians, we don't fight, uh, and, and a lot of people heard me say this, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. We've already won. Jesus has already won. We're not sitting there going, boy, I wonder if we're going to win this. I wonder if God's going to have the final say. Listen, we have a peace and a joy because we know that the victory is ours, the battle is the Lord's, and we're done. We fight from victory. And so in a lot of ways, the Israelites were doing the same thing. God had already said, hey, the city's yours. The city's yours. I've already given it to you. Now it's time to go fight for that victory that I've already given you. So I think we can learn from that, especially during this time. So I believe that the Israelites showed us and displayed five things that we're going to look at this morning that I think we can apply in our lives today to help us have the victory that God has already assured us of. And so let's look at the first one. Number one, the Israelites displayed faith. They displayed faith. Joshua and Israel believed the battle plan. Joshua and Israel believed the battle plan. Let's look at Joshua 6, 3 through 5 again. In Joshua 3 through 5, it says this, You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And now verse number 5. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. What an amount of faith that they had to have for this. Because you think about it, this doesn't make any sense this 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 i mean i don't know about you but if someone came to me and said hey listen if you want a a building basically to fall over just go yell at it just go scream at it if you yell loud enough then it's going to fall over this is going to be something that really takes complete utter faith in god that he is going to do what he promised to do because this doesn't make sense listen sometimes it's, it's it's very easy to have faith when it makes sense to us The problem is, is a lot of times God doesn't do things that make sense to us. He does things that make sense to him because his ways are higher than our ways. He he understands the whole picture. He knows what he's doing and we don't have that luxury. And so a lot of times we have to trust and have a great amount of faith that God knows what he's doing. Listen, I want you to see this. I think this is important because I think we have at times... and and whether it be on a flannel board or in other ways, we we forget the humanity of these people. We forget what God is asking them to do. We we know the end of the story. We know that that at the end of Joshua's sick, the walls fall down. But when Joshua's hearing this, when the people are hearing this, they don't have that assurance that we do knowing what's going to happen at the end. They have a faith that says, God said it, and so I believe it. But there's something you need to understand about this. It required great faith from Joshua because he had to explain and lead the nation in this plan. And it also required great faith from the elders and the nation because they had to follow Joshua in this plan. I, I, I sometimes I've thought about what it must have been like for Joshua. He's had this moment. God's spoken to him. And and, and now he's going to go meet with the people and and with the elders. He's going to basically say, hey, listen, man. Listen, I was talking to God. And God spoke to me. And we're going to march around the city uh, once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. Now, here's what's interesting. Scripture doesn't record that he tells them, we're going to shout. And then the walls are going to fall down. So this faith that they have is just a situation where they've just been told, you're going to march. And you're going to shout in the right moment. And then we're going to let God do what God wants to do. So this takes a great amount of faith for him to even go to these people and say, Hey, listen, uh, this is what God's asked me to do. And this is what we're going to do. Remember, this is pretty much right after Moses has died. This is, this is Joshua just beginning his place of leadership that God's placed him in. So, so you've you got to know that people have got to be starting to go, man, has this guy lost it? Are, are we really supposed to do this? And it took great faith not only for Joshua to share this and do it, but for the people to do it as well, which is awesome. So listen, listen, we need to have that faith. God has promised us things. God has told us that we have the victory. And we need to have the faith and believe that we know that God is true to his word and that he will do it. The next thing I want to talk about, the Israelites displayed obedience. Obedience. Joshua and Israel followed the battle plan exactly. Exactly. Look at Joshua 6, 8, 9. It says this, after Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the ark of the lord covenant followed behind them son of the armed men marched in front of the with the priests with the horns and some behind with the priest continually blowing the horns continually blowing the horns so he, here's the thing we need to understand they followed the plan exactly okay now now listen i'm going to just talk about me I, I, maybe there's some of you that are like this but i know this is me um a lot of times god will ask me to do something and in my obedience is, is partial. It's like, okay, this part makes sense. Like, I can do this, but then I go, you know what, I think God may have missed this part here, or, or this maybe makes more sense to me, so I'll do this. It's, it's very important that we catch this. The people of Israel, Joshua, during this time, they did exactly what God asked them to do. They didn't march around the city twice on the third day. They marched one time every day for six days, and seven, they did everything that God asked them to do. And a lot of times, we get upset because we don't understand why certain things don't come about, because we go, God, God, I was obedient. God, I did what you asked me to do. Sometimes we have to stop and go, listen, did I do exactly what God asked me to do, or did I do what God asked me to do 90% and 10% what I thought was best? Listen, God really desires obedience. In the scripture, he talks about, hey, I'd rather have obedience than sacrifice. And when God says that, he wants complete obedience because every part that God's asking you to do has an important part to play in the whole picture. And remember, we can't see that whole picture. We have to know that God knows and that he has our best interests at heart. So listen, I want to encourage you, when God's asked us to do something, especially during this time, let's have complete obedience. Let's follow the plan exactly, exactly. Number three, the Israelites displayed courage. The Israelites displayed courage. Israel followed the battle plan despite the danger, despite danger. Look at Joshua 6 uh, 6 and 7a. It says this, it says, so Joshua called together the priests and said, take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assigned seven priests to walk in front of it, carrying the ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. Now, I, I brought this up for a second. We're going to go back to Joshua 1 in just a minute, okay? But, but I want you to think about this. Again, we, we, we kind of hear these stories, and we need to sometimes be willing to put a little flesh and blood on these characters. So, so here's the thing. You are marching around a city you're marching around the walls. Who's going to be on the walls? The soldiers. They're going to be sitting there watching. You know, it took a lot of courage to think, you know what, these guys aren't going to attack us. These guys aren't going to start throwing rocks on our head or, 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 or spears at us or whatever. I mean, these were people that are marching around and they're completely exposed to the enemy. They're complete. I always wonder like, you know, obviously God must have just kept the people in Jericho from attacking them or something, because I'm thinking, if I'm from Jericho, I'm going to start throwing stuff at them. Maybe they were just so enamored with the thought of, why are these people just marching around our city and doing nothing? But you would have thought maybe after, maybe they would, at the first day, they'd been like, okay, listen, uh, let's just see what's going on. But maybe after the third or fourth day, you would have thought they'd kind of been like, hey, let's start throwing stuff at these people or doing something. It's a great amount of courage for those Israelites to walk around totally exposed to the enemy. But they did it. They believed in the battle plan, even though the battle plan at times was dangerous. Hey, listen, sometimes we need to understand something. We kind of get this idea that everything God's going to ask us to do is going to be safe and easy. And that's just not the case. Sometimes God asks us to go into a place of danger. Sometimes God says, hey, listen, this isn't going to be an easy thing. But if God is with us, he's got us. And we can know that. But listen, it's going to take some courage on our part. God may ask us during this time to do some things that, that may be uncomfortable for us. But you know what? If God has called us, God will equip us. And if God will equip us, he'll give us what we need and protect us to do the job he's asked us to do. But it's going to take some courage. It's going to take some courage. Now, here's the thing. It's interesting about this is God has already prepared Joshua for this thing he's already begun to bring forth these things and that's what we find in joshua 1. in joshua 1 6 uh, and 7 we see this it says be strong this is this is okay give you an idea where we're at this is where god has called joshua to be the new leader okay so god is speaking to joshua and he says be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land i swore to their ancestors i would give them and then he goes on again, be strong and very courageous. Now let's go to verse number nine. He says, this is my command. He can use it again. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. And this is important. And this is why we can have this courage because the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go, wherever you go you go. God had already prepared Joshua that he was going to have to be strong. He was going to have to show courage. He brings it up several times during this time, and I feel like that's something we need to remember today. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in fear. We can be courageous. We can be strong, not because we're strong, not because of any of things that we have done, but because the Lord is with us wherever we go. So no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be a person that looks at these things and goes, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? God's with us, God's got us, and we can have that courage. Number four, the Israelites displayed endurance. Endurance. Israel followed the battle plan over a period of time, even when it seemed like nothing was happening even when it felt like nothing was happening. Listen, this is something I think is very important as we're dealing with this situation that we are. Um, This is going to take some endurance. This is not a a sprint, if that makes sense. This is more of a marathon. This is going to be keeping moving and and keeping believing and, and, and also doing that when we feel like nothing is happening. Let's look at Joshua 6 again, starting with verse number 14. In Joshua 6 14 and 15, it says this on the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before, but this time they went around the town seven times. They keep on marching they keep on believing they go around the one time okay that's day one and then they go day two and they march around it again the day three and day four and day five and they just keep marching and marching and here's the thing nothing is happening Nothing's going on. I mean, they're they're marching and are, I mean, and they are got to be going. What are we doing here? What's going on? And, and, but they just kept going. They just kept believing. They kept believing that God was going to give them the city, and they just kept marching. And then finally, on the seventh day, they marched around it seven times. Listen, that takes some endurance. That takes some movement. That takes especially when nothing is happening. When nothing is going on, that becomes an issue because it's just over and over and over and over. And you know, it's easy sometimes to have that endurance when we can look at something and go, oh, look, I see God's hand here. I see God moving here. But sometimes God waits to the very, very end to do something amazing. But listen, we still got to keep moving. We still got to have that endurance that says, you know what? I believe that God has spoken. I believe that God is going to do something. And even though I don't see it immediately, I have to keep moving. And here, and I want you to look at something else with me. In Joshua 6.10, I want to bring out something that that I think is very important that we catch this, okay? Because in Joshua 6.10, this is what it says. It says, as they're marching, as they're moving around, it says this. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded, not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout, then shout. So here's the thing. I want you to picture this with me. This is a great uh, picture here. So, So these people are marching in silence. They're marching, they're they're not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to say anything. They're not seeing anything. They're they're, they're not hearing anything as far as uh, verbal. Everything is just quiet except for the ram's horns. And and they're just marching and they're marching and they're marching. Listen, you need to understand something. It's harder to have endurance that God requires uh, of us when there is no shout. Okay. Listen. You get with a bunch of other Christians and a bunch of other believers, and there's excitement, and there's hey, this is what God's doing in my life. This is what God has promised me, and this is you know what that that hey, we can we can keep moving then. You know, it's like we get that encouragement, which is awesome, which is really cool because it is isn't encouraging when we hear about hey, God took care of this situation or God healed this person. You know what? It's easy to keep marching towards God's victory and God's promises when we hear all those things. But you know what? It's harder when there's no shout. It's harder when there's quiet. There's harder when, when, when you're not hearing those things. And you know what? Right now we're kind of in a position some ways that there isn't a lot of shout. We're, we're, we're kind of separated from each other. We're separated from a lot of things. And yeah, we can, we can go online and we can see things and, and, and see God moving. And that's awesome and great. And, and we can encourage each other in that. But you know what? There's going to be times where God said, you know what? I'm asking you to march and there's going to be no shout. And in those moments, in those moments, it's going to have to be a firm conviction that I believe that God has spoken. I believe that God is going to work. I believe that God is going to do what God promised. Whether I hear it or not, whether I see it right now or not, I believe that God's going to bring it. No matter how many times we have got to march around Jericho, God is going to do what God promised. So if you're in a position right now Where you just feel like, hey, you know what? There's just not a lot of shouting. There's not a lot of these things. Hey, listen, God's promises are still true. We're still fighting from victory. No matter what you hear or don't hear, know that God's got you and God's got a plan and God's gonna bring about the promises. Number four, number five, excuse me, the last one. The Israelites displayed trust. Israel did not rely on military scheming or and worldly methods Their trust was in the Lord, not human ingenuity. Their trust was in the Lord. Let's look at the final verse here in Joshua 6, 15. It says, on the seventh day, the Israelites got up and dawn. They marched around the town they'd done before, but this time they went around seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded, people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. And now let's jump on to verse number 20. This is when the people heard the sounds of the ram's horns. They shouted as, uh, as, as loud as they could. Suddenly, suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. You know, here's the thing Israel, even though it probably didn't make a lot of sense to Joshua or to the people, they trusted God's plan. They trusted God, to, even though for six days they marched with nothing, even though they, they, they could have been attacked, even though they could have dealt with certain things. And, and, and you know, I'm sure that, you know, maybe, you know, th- their feet got tired and their legs got tired and they were, they were, they were, you know, marching again. And then, and then I, it's interesting to me that on the seventh day, you know, they get up at dawn, they get up early and they're, they're marching again. Now this time they have to march seven times, but you know what? They trusted God. They trusted God. They didn't trust their military leaders to be able to come up with this great plan. They they didn't trust their own wisdom or their own knowledge or, hey, if we just did this or that, then we're going to see it. They trusted God. They trusted his plan. They trusted that even though there was no shout, even though there were times where nothing seemed to be happening, they believed. Yeah, how do you go, Aaron, how do you know they really believed? I think it's real easy to see that in certain ways. And it's because this, because they shouted as loud as they could. They shouted. They didn't, they didn't hide in a corner. They didn't sit there and go, I can't believe God hasn't done this yet. Why, I'm, my feet hurt, I'm tired. They shouted as loud as they could. It, they didn't give a, you know, yeah. I mean, they went all at it. Why? I believe because they had the trust, the faith. They believed that God had really given them the city. They believed that no matter what they were facing, no matter how thick or how difficult it would be, that God had them. And that God was going to to bring about the promise that he had given them. That they would inherit this land. That they would conquer and take this city. That's an amazing amount of trust. We sometimes, I think, forget that because we weren't there. We weren't staring at those walls. We weren't staring at those those people and the strength that was there. Their trust was not on the plans of man. Their trust was completely in something that only God could do. It wasn't their voices that made the walls collapse. It was the power of a God who said basically, listen, I've got you, and I'll be strong for you, and I will do what I promised, and you will have the victory. You will have the victory. So I'm gonna invite John to come on up right now. He's gonna play a little bit here as we close. This is such a great story. I love this story. And it's a story that I think is really timely for us. I think it's something to remember because you know what? We're in a time and a place where in a lot of ways um, I think a lot of people are doubting that we are going to have a victory. They're turning on the news or they're, they're picking up a, um, going on the internet or picking up a paper or whatever and, and there's just so much going on right now. And, you know, whether it be sickness or the economy or jobs, you know, I don't know about you, but I think it's really easy for us to see this as kind of a Jericho moment. Because as we look at this, I mean, this is is big. And you know what's interesting to me as well is as is, is, is much as I'm looking, um, and I don't mean this as kind of being rude, but it, it just seems like all these, these, these doctors and these people, they, they don't know what to do. They're not sure, well, okay, maybe, maybe this needs to happen or that. And, 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 and there's, just, there's just a lot of confusion. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of almost looking at a walled city and going, How in the world are we going to be able to conquer this? You know, at some point in time, one of the greatest freedoms that we can have as followers of Christ is to truly trust Him and His plan. Is to to basically think and know that, you know what? God's got us no matter what that looks like, God's got us. You know, and if I could share something that I feel like God's really really played on my heart for us this morning and for our family here at Broomfield and and even for those that may be watching that that you've never been to Colorado. I, I really feel like God is saying, look, I've given you the city. I've given you the city. Now listen, listen. We still may need to march. We we still may need to shout. This this may go on for a little while, but you know what? God has given us the city. We don't have to fight in fear. We don't have to fight in, in going, oh my goodness, what about this? Or what about that? God has given you the city. He's promised us that he'll never leave us. We can be courageous. We can be strong and mighty in him. Why? Because he'll never leave us. He prepared Joshua for this moment. He's preparing us for this moment. We are going to go and we're going to take the city. Why? Not because we've got our stuff together. Not because we can figure out the best plan or, or make it all work. No, because God has given us the city. Because God's plan is for his people to have victory and joy and peace. God's promise is the promised land. Not just for the Israelites, but for us. For us that have been adopted into his family. So I know there's a lot of fear. I know there's a lot of concern. And and, and there's a lot going on right now. But I truly believe, listen to me, hear me, hear my heart. God has given you the city. God has promised you the city. So you say, Errol, what do I need to do? Do these five things. Let your life show these five things. Because I believe if you can, here's what's going to be awesome. Not only is this going to affect you and affect your life, but I believe that in the limited contact that you do have with people, they're gonna see these five things and they're gonna go, my goodness, well, how can you have the, the faith and the trust? How can you be so courageous right now? How, how, how can you do this? I'll tell you how. It's because God has promised us the city and God will be faithful and true to his promises. Now listen, we don't know how this is all gonna end up. Remember, We don't have recorded in Scripture where Joshua went to the people and said, hey, listen, you're going to shout and the walls are going to fall down. He just basically said, listen, we're going to obey God. And what God said is to march. What God said is to march. We don't know how God's going to do it. And here's what's cool. God doesn't always ask us to figure that out. I I know in my own life and people that I come in contact with at times, it's like, We wanna know how the walls are gonna fall before we're willing to march. And you know what? God doesn't ask us to figure that out. He just says march. He just says, do what I've asked you to do, you do what you need to do, and I will do what I need to do. So let's not get wrapped around, okay, how is this all gonna end, and what is this all gonna look like, and what is, listen, we know God's plan is perfect, and God's plan will take place. So we just trust that plan. We'll be obedient to what God's asked us to do and trust and know and have the faith and believe that God will do his part. Because you know what, God always does his part. That's something we don't have to worry about. God does his part. So listen, I wanna pray with you. I want this to be a, 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 a morning of encouragement of, of, of a dissipation of fear and concern uh, not like we walk around like like we're crazy but walking around going hey listen no matter what we face God's with us no matter what we go through God's got us no matter what happens we win we win and we can rejoice in that and have a peace and a joy that comes from that So I wanted you to pray with me, okay? Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for this awesome story. This story of victory. This story that that no matter how thick the walls were, no matter how difficult it seemed, that God, you have given them and you've given us that city. And there's sometimes, there's sometimes it's good when we are in our lives dealing with a situation that is bigger than us because it calls us to basically be totally dependent on you and 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 that may in our kind of american western mindset that may seem like a negative there is no better place that we can be than totally dependent on you god there is freedom in the dependence on on our god When we know that, God, you'll do your part, and we'll do our part, and we have the victory. And so, God, I just pray for everybody that's here in this. God, I know there's fear. I know there's concern. But you know what, God? We have a hope that goes beyond that. We have a hope that is more and greater than anything we'll ever face in this world. And we can believe that. Now, here's the thing. I want you to kind of stay in a place of prayer, but maybe, maybe you're listening to this and, and you don't really understand. You're going, well, I don't have this hope. Why do these people have this hope? Why do they believe they have the victory? Listen, let me explain this to you very quickly. We have hope because we know that we have been saved and redeemed by Jesus. You see, Jesus came, he lived a sinless life, And that he offered himself as a sacrifice we did we did communion this morning earlier why did we do that it's a reminder that jesus laid down his life so that we could be made righteous in the eyes of god so that we could experience eternal life with him forever so no matter what we face on this earth we have a eternal destiny that says this earth is not our home We have a promised land that we're going to one day. And we're excited about that, knowing that our God will never leave us and forsake us. And here's the deal, if you want that peace and you want that joy and you want that hope, God is offering that to you this morning. God is saying, this is a free gift because I love you, because I have a plan for you, because I have a destiny for you that is greater than living on this rock. And you can experience that today in your home. There's going to be a small button that's going to pop up on your screen. And if you want to accept Jesus, you want the peace and the hope and the love of God to come and flood your heart and flood your soul, just click that button. When you do, there'll be someone privately that'll get a hold of you and and talk to you and, 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 and help you during this time. But listen, don't miss this moment don't miss this opportunity to accept jesus maybe maybe you've accepted him before but but you've kind of done your own thing for a while hey if that's you and you want to rededicate your life hit that button we'll be able to pray with you and for you and it'll be awesome and for for those of you that, that have accepted jesus but you know what let's be honest we haven't been been fighting from victory. We, we, we've kind of allowed ourselves to, to listen to, to the lies of the enemy. We haven't been as obedient as we need to be. We haven't been as courageous as we need to be. Our, our faith and our trust hasn't been exactly how it needs to be. You know what? We can, we can make a fresh start today. We can make a fresh start today and say, you know what? From here on out, God's got us. I believe it. And no matter what we face, he's good and his plan is good. So whichever of those you are, Whichever, whatever, however God is is moving in your heart through his Holy Spirit, just be open to that, okay? And we're gonna close in prayer. And I wanna pray for you, whether you're someone that's accepting Jesus or someone that's rededicating their life to Jesus or somebody that just needs to say, you know what, I I need to kind of get back who my anchor is, where my grounding is. And that's in the fact and the truth that God's got us, his plan is perfect and I can rest in his peace, joy and love. So wherever you're at, wherever you're at this morning, God loves you and he has a plan. He wants to change your life and do awesome things in you and through you. So God, wherever we're at this morning, God, I pray that you would do something amazing. Father, for those that may be accepting you, Father, I pray that you would just flood their heart with love and joy and peace because they are, have been adopted into your family. They are sons and daughters. For those that maybe had in in the past, but kind of had kind of done their own thing. God, I I know that you welcome them home again, just like in the story of the prodigal, you you welcome them home. And Father, for us that maybe have been living in that fear, living in that question of, of God, this doesn't make sense. And God, are you really going to give us the city that God this morning, you would gird us up with the peace and the joy and the strength and the courage to know that your promises are yes and amen. Wherever we're at, Father, minister right now through your Holy Spirit in powerful ways. We love you and we thank you. You're so good. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow. Well, listen, we're gonna, first of all, thank you so much for being with us this morning. If you need anything, please let us know. You can can even do it now. Uh, The chat section will be open again for another 15 minutes. It's just an opportunity for us as a family to connect together, to share prayer requests or needs. Um, If there's there's a prayer request that you want me to know about, you can email me and it'll be private. and, and, And if you need anything or if you know somebody that needs something, okay, let us know. Um, so many people, listen, this has been awesome. I said this earlier. So many people have come and said, I want to help. I want to, is, is there anybody that needs anything? We have people that are, that are going to want, that want to help and, and, and be a part of sharing God's love. And, and again, be, be checking your email. Um, we'll be doing the Boxes of Hope uh, very, very soon. Um, and so I'll let you know more about that, okay? But I love you. Hey, I, I, I miss you guys so much. Um, I've been praying for you knowing that that God is going to do some amazing things in our hearts and in this church and in this community during this time. And I know God's going to use us. He already has, and he's going to continue to do so. So again, I love you. Be safe, be wise, and uh, we'll see you soon. Love you.